Listening Fridays to the new feature Times Like This on Aro City Radio in partnership with Luxembourg Times. Good morning, Dowie. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Very well. Good, 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 good. So you've uh, you've been doing the news for us this week. That's been good. <laughs> Not for our city, we, we but try, for Luxembourg, we try. let's say. We try. <laughs> <laughs> um, I picked up uh, a number of stories that would be interesting to, to chat about and get yes. a bit more. Yannick did a story on Luxembourg's ordering process of the vaccines. Yes. Because originally we ordered with the European Union. Then I think probably because things were going slower than people expected. Um, I think the Luxembourgish government then got a bit of pressure on them because other countries were, it was discovered they were maybe ordering independently and they decided they'd do that too. That's right. And now they've backed off because? Well, because it's not entirely clear, but there was a lot of confusion about these orders last week, uh, also in the in the press conference with Lennart that, mm-hmm. that Janak attended. And uh, we asked her, well, yeah, was Germany entitled to do, to, do, uh, to do its own individual order over and above what the EU had already ordered? And she said, yes, Germany could do that. Uh, and then it came out that Luxembourg had also ordered itself more, uh, more of, the, of the Pfizer vaccine. Mm-hmm. On Friday, the commission came out. And when I talked to Sam last week, that, wasn't, that hadn't happened yet, so we couldn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the commission said uh, that they had ordered a lot more of the doses... They said that countries could not order individually. So that seemed an implicit condemnation of what Germany had done. Right. And then um, we still didn't know where where did that leave Luxembourg. Uh, what about the Luxembourgish order with uh, Pfizer? And at the, at the end of the day, um, Yannick had asked the government and they came out with a statement that said we've withdrawn the order mm-hmm. and aligned themselves with EU, uh, EU policies. So Exactly what happened there behind uh, behind the screens isn't isn't 100% clear, but it. Uh, I mean, it makes sense Luxembourg and o- Luxembourg ordering with the EU because I mean Pfizer are they going to care about us? You know, in terms of size, I, I think, think if it- you pay them, they will care about us. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But if they've got big orders to meet, you know, our numbers are are, are uh, just minimal. In hard to say, so. and uh, maybe there was a thinking among governments. Oh well. Germany's going ahead. We're going to be doing this. Yeah, same. yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, and and then there was some, I think, belated uh, coordination action from the from, from the European Commission. But uh, the good news is we're getting more of the of the of the vaccine, and also the Moderna vaccine has arrived now in the country. Mm-hmm. And then um, the government started putting out these daily vaccination numbers yesterday. Five hundred people got the shot. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not massively high, but it, that's a good number. It's funny because it's saying, they're saying infection rates at the minute are fairly low we were doing a sort of comparison because in Scotland in the news last night Scotland's going crazy you know because they think the numbers are so high and it's out uh-huh. of control blah 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 if you divide by 10 or whatever it was we were we were doing to make an equivalent with Luxembourg our numbers are the same as Scotland's you know where they're going crazy saying the numbers are out of control we're like oh our numbers, numbers are quite low uh, you know so Luxembourgish numbers are, are low I don't think that. I mean we're now yesterday there were 150 new cases uh, yeah that's a lot lower than 700 uh, in in November. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, if you had told me that we'd have 150 cases, new cases a day, 
uh, back in uh, let's say back in June, mm -hmm. I would have. Uh, well, I remember you we would have been shocked. Yeah, right? I remember we sat in here going, "Can you believe there are sixty? There were sixty. Yeah, uh, you know, exactly. us, the two of us talking about. Well, exactly. It. And it's like you know, now we're going, "Oh yeah, hundred So not if bad. you look at the charts, yeah, that, that it looks it looks okay, and the third wave is definitely receding. That does that is true, and there's only a fraction of the people so af actively sick with the virus. Uh -huh. uh, but I don't think 150 a day is low. Is a and, good uh, number. And, and in fact, last week all the All the scientists and academics came out and said, well, no, don't ease the lockdown because, you know, it's still, uh, there's still too much of the virus around. Well, Tagablat actually yesterday reported, and we had it in our news this morning, that, you know, they monitor the, the sewage water mm -hmm. and the, it's, it's running high at the minute. You know, the, the, uh, d the daily samples that they take, yeah. um, which is not a good indication because that's usually a no. few days ahead of, exactly. you know, obviously so the numbers that we uh, have, And also so. Germany is... is, is, uh, is making a, a is, is tightening the lockdown right. so I'll i mean see. to think that that's going to stop at the border is a bit is a bit uh, optimistic Naive. i think yeah, yeah. and uh, but i think it's a race between the vaccine and the virus at the moment right we'll see who wins hopefully uh vaccine obviously um enough of that because you know you could talk about it forever really another story i think it was I think it was maybe Julie. I'm not sure who did this, but we talked about it before. There's a case at the EIB yeah. uh, going on, and it's really, I mean, it's based around a suicide that happened at the EIB and and um, an employee, a former employee, who has then sued the EIB for damages. Um, I don't think the story at the minute is the suicide and all that, but basically... Um, there's more to that, really, isn't there? Yeah, there in is, yeah. Normally, we wouldn't really be writing yeah. about uh, a suicide, but this case is uh, before court. Uh, it, uh, the case is not about the suicide. Yeah. The case is, is a fraud. It's an insurance fraud case uh -huh. that the EIB has launched against a former manager uh, at the bank uh, who, uh, who says he was present at the scene of the suicide, And that has caused him so much mental damage that he uh, that he uh, had to claim sick leave or he had to claim mm. money for that. And the EIB says, no, you weren't there. Mm. Uh, it's a false claim. It's a fraudulent claim. That's what the case is about. It's interesting for us more from a perspective that uh, the, the judge at one stage invoked the EIB's immunity because the EIB have done an internal investigation or they had a consultancy firm that did an, uh, an investigation for them into the precise circumstances of the suicide. And uh, of, of course, the defense wants to see that report. And the judge said, well, I can't order the EIB to give the report because they have diplomatic immunity. And, and that I find very interesting because why... Yeah, um, why would the EIB have diplomatic well, immunity? Well, they do have uh, diplomatic immunity, but does that also yeah, but, but, okay. extend to a case that has to nothing to do with their, their diplomatic banking. role, right? Yeah. This, is yeah. A, this, is a, this is a human... A human case. Human case, uh, yeah. You know, police comes in, looks what happened, and probably ruled it a suicide, uh, you know. Uh, and is that being is that being challenged again, or is that just sitting as? Well, the it prosecution has. So the, this is sounds. Yeah. Uh, so, so the judge says I, I can't I can't tell uh, I can't ask the EIB to give that report to the defense, but the prosecution have it. So maybe he wants to share it with you, and then and then he did. But right. the report is heavily redacted, so mm -hmm. we hardly know what's in it. Right. And uh, the witness statements. Uh, I think this. Yeah, that, that was on Wednesday. The witness statements all contradict each other because mm -hmm. one security agent said, uh, "Well, when I uh, when I arrived at the scene, there was there was 
one or two people there. Yeah, but and, I mean, you can uh, imagine uh, the chaos around and that. And another you know, person it's very said, well, there were 25 to... people there. Yeah. And one person said, well, you know, we looked at the footage of the three cameras that are in that area and we decided it was not usable. And another guy said, there are no video cameras in that, in that area. So it's all yeah. it's very unclear what happened. Right. Uh, but she went to see a doctor. Uh, they'd, they'd caught her at uh, at uh, at uh, a balcony in mm-hmm. inside that building, ninth mm-hmm. floor balcony, and they'd seen her standing there, looking down for for more than an hour. So security picked her up, actually brought her back to her workplace, and told her manager, "We think you know she might be mm-hmm. in trouble and at risk of suicide." And then they called in a doctor, and after that disappeared. All this was all new information. After that. She was allowed to go back to her desk, uh, unaccompanied, mm-hmm. and then she committed suicide. Oh, so. tragic. Yeah, it's very tragic. And it's always when we write a story like that, of course, we add some information where people can help, can get help when they feel in trouble themselves. Right. It's yeah. not a pleasant topic to write about. Yeah, so the, the services are SOS Detress, um, that's 454545. And um, there's also the KJT, which is the Kana Yugan telephone that, that we often uh, promote here on the radio station. And obviously there's preventionsuicide.lu. Yep. So, uh, yeah, good point to, to make, actually. I don't know if this is on a lighter note or not, but for me it's a lighter note. The, the, the story I picked up on was uh, Pompeo uh, cancelling the visit because of... Uh, uh, Asselborn's <laughs> comments. So this is a, a foreign foreign minister. <laughs> just unbelievable the, the kind of leverage that that story got. I oh, mean, I, well done, Jean Asselborn. I, I mean, he, he knows how to grab the headlines. And I always wonder if it's just he's a motor mouth like myself, or if he actually thinks, you know what, I'm just going to tell it like it is. You know, if it's a conscious thing, or if it's just because so many times. I mean, my whole family for Christmas a couple of years ago got the T-shirts with Merda Allah oh, printed yeah. on them. Sport Unity was the charity. That, that printed those so big shout out to them and uh, yeah so all my all my family in the UK are walking around with these Merd Alor t-shirts uh, after he made the comment to the Italian I think it was the Italian forum against Salvini about yeah. the immigration crisis exactly but this time um, he uh, where was the interview was it with uh, French or German TV uh, no it was the, with RTL, RTL. Uh, and we had uh, the US Embassy was flagging up the Pompeo visit as quite a big thing uh, right. just before the uh, the, uh, the ambassador which uh, would have been yeah, yeah. Was, uh, was on his way out and that's my last um, going out with a bank Pompeo is going to come here and it's going to be a big event and then Hasselborn <laughs> came out and uh, what did he say? He said he was a political pyromaniac and he should be before a criminal court. Yeah. And apparently that was too much for Pompeo. And we don't know. He said Donald we... Trump was a criminal and a political py- a pyromaniac. Not that yeah, Pompeo yeah, yeah. was, no, but still. No, no. Yeah, he took he took on. Um, but it's just the fact that political pyromaniac, I mean, it's just such. Who comes up with words like that other than Jean Asselborn? You know, who comes up with phrases like that? Yeah. Uh, it's just just funny. So anyway, there might be new t-shirts. Well, t- he has that t-shirts. reputation, I know, in Germany and like he's yeah, in Scotland. That's... I didn't know that's a good story, actually. So he's quite a bit of a cult figure, I think. But this is now clearly because he was interviewed like fully, full-fledged Q&A interview in the Atlantic uh-huh. uh, in uh, in America, Liberal magazine, and uh, and he was in the Independent, and it hit, it hit, it was really Luxembourg. Was oh yeah, we were trending on Twitter, news. and I, it was funny because I did a con- I did a live concert in here that evening, and I came out, my phone, you know, was on fire because my family are going, oh, Luxembourg's trending on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, what's happened? Yeah. Well, well, of in course, here? as a small but, country, uh, you can sometimes uh, punch uh, above your weight. Yeah, yeah, it's good. 
Um, yeah, so that was interesting. So it was highly amusing. And, amusing, uh, yeah, I found it. Sadly, so. we didn't get to cover uh, Mr. Pompeo's visit. That's then. true. I suppose a bit of news loss for, for... Yeah, we lost the story. <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> anyway, there's there's other ki- things to keep you going. Uh, for Enough, example, yes. for example, the yogurt factory that keeps oh, on no. giving. Do you really uh, want to talk about the yogurt factory no, again? No, not really, but it's in the news, so yes. you know, it was coming, it wasn't coming, it's not coming, but it's still in the news. Why is it still in the news? Well, remember, Phage was is a Greek yogurt maker. They have they opened their headquarters here, or they shifted their headquarters to Luxembourg during the eurozone debt crisis because they were afraid that Greece was going to drop out of the euro and that they couldn't raise the markets no, anymore. That's, that's an why they came fact. That's why they, why came, they came in the first place, okay. Uh, but they were never going to make yogurt here because uh, they do that somewhere else. And then all of a sudden there was a plan for them to build a big, hu- huge yogurt factory here in the country, um, which I was like, but why? Because they weren't even going to be using Luxembourg's milk for it. Uh, it's a big international company. It's like, what? What good does that do mm-hmm. for us? So mm-hmm. it was, and then Etienne Schneider, the former economy minister, said, "Well, it's going to create 300 jobs, but you know there were also uh, concerns about water, uh, wastewater, and and and, mm. and and pollution, and so on and so forth." And then mysteriously, uh, mysteriously, the, the departure was a little. They decided not to build the yoga yeah, factory. Yeah, just like enough. Yeah. That was preceded uh, a few days earlier by a story in Paper Jam that said that they had done some dodgy accounting. So ah. I don't know what the causal relation between those two was, the story and their departure. They didn't want anybody looking any further into their business, Yeah, maybe. well, Parliament is going to look into the tax structure of, uh, of Fage because the company's still based here. Right. Uh, but okay, the so Parliament are still investigating the, yeah. the, the accounting now. Yeah, okay. and they want to, well, they mm-hmm. said they are, uh, mm-hmm. and they want to hear Schneider about it as well. Mm-hmm. Schneider's also going to have to come to Parliament for his costly satellite project. Uh, but anyway, the thing now is that uh, the Court of Auditors had done a report into the sale of the land for that site to Fage by Schneider. And they said, well, why did you sell the land? Because normally you lease it out, it's given out in leasehold to companies. And that would have been the far more normal thing to do. Right. And apparently there wasn't even a clause in the contract that says when Fage isn't going to use the money. They have to sell it back to the government. So do they still have this land? No, then? I think they sold it back, sold it uh, back but that right. was only out of the, of the goodness of their own heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, and there were all and there were no, it, it wasn't properly documented. The court of auditors couldn't find anything in the document. Uh, there had been no discussions with other stakeholders. Apparently, the finance ministry didn't any didn't know anything about it at, up on, right up until the last moment. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, um, this is not good. Yeah. And uh, a day later, uh, Yannick, a reporter, Yannick hit again because uh, the economy minister told him that they're drawing up a new bill to prevent that sort of thing from happening, happening in again. the future. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. as you know, now we have a new economy minister, uh-huh. Franz Fayot. Right. Interesting. That's always a bit of catch up in, in terms of those things, though, I suppose. But talk- we'll talk about Fage again, as you said, because uh, it, it <laughs> Not really the yogurt, but the Not fallout the yogurt, from yeah. the from the the uh, tax you pay uh, yeah. on the yogurt. Talking catch up, there's one last story I want to mention. Get some information from yeah. you've done one about online banking and yeah. mobile banking in Luxembourg. Now that does seem to be in our family at least a bit of a bone of contention when when people you know people family come back my kids basically and they've banked somewhere else and it's all much easier and then they come back here and the. The word in our house is that it's not up to speed in Luxembourg in terms right. of online banking. Well, is that what your article is saying as well? Yeah, it was a nice initiative story uh, from Sousa. Right. And um, 
that's exactly what she it's found. Taking it slow. Yeah. That's uh, that's exactly what she what she found. Uh, online banking, uh, mobile banking, isn't uh, as uh, as 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 good as in Luxembourg as it is in other countries. Um, there were some consultancy reports that said uh, that said that from uh, from Deloitte and another one from a smaller consultancy group, and they said banks, you really have to change, you get get your act together because clients want this. Mm-hmm. There's also competition from these new upstart bank, banks, you know, completely online. Oh, Revolut and, and Revolut companies like that, and, yeah. And, yeah. So people use those, although they have much more. I mean, you can't take out a mortgage there, so right. you'll still need the big banks. So is it is it slow because these banks all have to build their own um, systems? They're not able to take systems from other from other banks. Well, uh, the banks say it's a small market. At best, you have 800,000 clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's if you include cross-border workers who right. want to have a Luxembourg bank account. Right. Uh, it's, so it's just very costly. If you, and then if you roll out that product across those clients, right. your investment per capita is just going to be way, way, way higher than, than it would be in, in, in France or in, or in Holland. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason. Banks are also saying that Luxembourg people traditionally don't ask for online services as much as in other countries. There's maybe a group of the population, part of the population that's more traditional yeah. Yeah, and, and, and likes to go to a branch. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a I, I of an obsolete view because you need to offer it to clients, otherwise, you know, I think you're going to lose it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, hopefully this year will have pushed them forward in their, their processes well, it does, because uh, things have had to be uh, digitalized. People were forced online yeah. and those habits will stay, I am certain. Um, yeah. But it was an interesting look. Yeah, into it. Well, we'll see what happens. But it's a good point you make about Revolut and the online bank- banking. That's competition for them. That also, it saves you cannot the banks, get a, mo- a mortgage. That's a very good point, though. That's right. Know. And um, also, online banking in the end is cheaper for the banks because uh, you know you, you don't need as many branches and you need few, uh, you need less staff as well. So mm-hmm. uh, for their own profits, it's also actually. Uh, yeah, I'm just that. not. I'm not convinced that people prefer traditional banking. I, that that I would say, you know, as an this argument. This was anecdotal yeah, evidence exactly. that we heard I'm from not, some of the yeah. banks. They throw their hands up in the air. They're like, yeah, but people this is like not really to come to the bank. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> to, I, I've, I've never understood. I've, I never go to a bank. Why if you, you have go to, to yeah. a bank, you don't know, go if you you. take out a mortgage, maybe. But uh, but otherwise, otherwise, why? No, no, I think that's wrong. Anyway, um, thank you so much for for that. Um, it was a well, bit rushed welcome. this morning because I was uh, doing doing the show. Um, but actually. Very insightful, I found. Thank you so much. So thanks for. Uh, I think it was a good news week. So slip sliding across. Uh, <laughs> were the roads okay and the pavements okay from your your? Well, I noticed that away, particularly but. in front of the Radio Ara building, uh, the snow had been cleared very thoroughly. Yeah, so. Claude, big shout out to Claude. Oh. So I'm out there with his. Uh, oh, it wasn't you, shipper, this like, morning. The no. last few hundred meters were really easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, the Rotten people, the, the team there are ah, okay. amazing. And I saw him out very, very well. Basically, when I came in, he was out, out just after me, um, shifting the snow. So he does a good job. But uh, it, there's ice under the snow. That's the problem, I think, in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. When and I was the stairs, uh, the stairs down from the station, the, the bridge, the pedestrian bridge from the station. Bit were a bit precarious. Uh, a bit alpine. Yeah, alpine, <laughs> good point. Anyway, you take care. Uh, walk safely. Be careful crossing the road, etc. And we'll see you back next week. Lovely. See Goodbye. you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>